Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Joined once again by Kevin Hoyt. And we have Kevin uh, who's going to be sharing with us some amazing uh, insights. I've listened to uh, Kevin's story. Uh, it's it's very believable. I, I've listened to a lot of information on this over, over the years. And this is one of the best reveals I've ever heard. We're going to talk about adrenochrome effects, uh, firsthand accounts, timelines, ritual abuse, redemption, save the children. So it, it's, it's, I, I've seen you on uh, truth stream with Joe and Scott, Kevin, thanks a lot for coming on and uh, sharing your information. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you a lot. Absolutely. And Kevin, thanks for, uh, you know, bringing Kevin here. You bring some great guests. I appreciate it. I do a little research and I'm like, wow, we got to have this guy on. This is amazing. <laughs> it's mind blowing. And you know, I had one screen share that I sent over beforehand, but Let's let's start with that because I'd like to see Kevin's opinion on this too. And it's something I just found. Michael, we talk about Space Force all the time, but uh, again, I think this means we've taken stuff back. But can you do that quick screen share and then we'll get into Kevin's amazing story? Yeah, let me uh, let me pull that back up. Uh, I just uh... lost it already. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, I got it now. All right. I've learned over time where to find them. <laughs> so, here we go. Just a quick screen share. Yeah. Of course, there you have the, the famous Baphomet. If people can look upside down with me, right? Oh, we lost it. Oh, there we go. If you yep. can look upside down with me, that's a, that's a Space Force hat. And you can see almost a, a pretty clear representation of the Baphomet. Yeah, there's so a I star and there's a star and uh, looks like goat's head horns and, uh, you know, the, the head and everything of the goat. So why why do you think that's being uh why that's being done, Kevin? Is Space Force uh not a good thing? I I thought Space Force was a good thing. I think it's because we've retaken it as my again, we talk all these amazing things, air power, right? Air, the distance between us, our cell phones, all the radiation and stuff we're absorbing. That was bad. That's the devil, right? That's the air waves, all that stuff. And now we're using air power, air generators, all these. We've taken back an air, right? I think this kind of, now we're talking about it. We're seeing these things. I think we've taken back Space Force, which I believe. I mean, I, I don't know. It's pretty new, so we think. But turns out everything I knew turned out to be wrong. <laughs> so we're relearning now, right? A lot of this stuff's been around for a long time. And I kind of want to just break in with that because that's kind of a crazy thing. Right off the top, we're talking crazy, Michael. And that's I love right. that. Yep. It's and now, now let's let's dive a little deeper because I love to go deep. And, uh, you know, Kevin's definitely uh, got a lot of deep going on. He does. And what I wanted uh, again, Kevin's got an amazing story. Thanks to Joe and Scott. That's Truth Stream podcast. Mm -hmm. yep. Joe and Scott, people should check that out. Um, but I he's told this story. This is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. We've covered a lot of things, Michael, and gone deep on our politician levels. But this is deeper. We're talking about adrenochrome and all these other crazy things. And um, yeah, there's the true stream guys. These are awesome guys too. Shoestring budget, doing everything they can. Amazing, amazing guests. And uh, so Kevin, your experience again, um, you know, you've been very open and honest, and this is a fantastical story for people who haven't heard it yet. But I believe Kevin also, 
and mm-hmm. it stimulated a lot of things in my brain. Me so too. I wanted yeah. to have him repeat it, but I don't want to make you repeat this over and over. I mean, basically four years old, uh, having to do with your neighbors, horrible things happen in your life. You're molested. We're talking about the Shriners and the Freemasons. This is a common theme that we've heard about a lot of people talk about. Um, and then eventually, if you could just maybe take over when you end up uh, again, you have a, a, a openly spiraling down uh, teenage years up through law enforcement involvement. Right. And we're talking the occult. We're talking um I don't even know, occult police officers, people that are witches and warlocks and again, Freemasons. And it sounds like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I believe you, this is a real experience and I'm not going to second guess. I'm listening. Okay. So then you end up in a marijuana farm in California. And I think that's a a great place to kind of pick up if you want to continue your short story, if you don't mind. I mean, it's amazing. Well, the thing about the the marijuana farms and, Northern California is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the perfect climate or elevation or whatever, you know, but it's, it's also, it's very remote when you get up in these mountains and, you know, you're driving off the highway for an hour up the side of a hill to get to wherever it is you're going. I mean, it's, it's pretty remote out there. So I think that they're using the remoteness of what they're doing with cannabis to hide what they're uh, what they're doing with the adrenochrome. And I was able to figure this out by working up there for several years when I saw the, I saw them bring kids across the border and the, you know, they started disappearing. I spoke about that in the, in, inter- in the interview that I did with them, but I mean, they tried to play it off. Like they were all from the, the same village and that they were, you know, making money for the village trimming up weed and stuff and it's like looking back i know that's bullshit because the kids were like from totally different demographics they were all hispanic but like one kid looked like they might have come out of a village because they were kind of wearing rags and didn't have anything but then another one had like normal clothes like you would see any kid in the united states wearing with sneakers and a haircut and stuff so how are they all from the same village you know that it didn't make sense and they started to disappear, you know, one at a time. And that's when, because uh, these guys, there would always be lots of uh, hash oil after harvest. And they would fill up bottles of old empty Patron bottles with hash oil. And I remember after all those kids disappeared, there was a ton of hash oil. And a lot of it had like a red tint to it. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that that's what they were they were trying to basically blend it in with the, the hash oil and the Patron bottles. Right. And they, they, you know, they, they, they looked similar, but you, if you looked at one, you could tell it was red. So this yeah, is an unbelievable story. And, and the same thing, it's, I shouldn't say unbelievable because I believe you, like I said, but you talk about connections with the Pelosi's, you talk about the sheriffs, you talk about law enforcement, you talk about the same things that Michael and I have been talking about for a solid month. Again, Human Trafficking Awareness Month, right? And uh, there's a lot of incredible things. I want to talk more about the the adrenochrome use. You have done that, and this is the first time I've ever heard this firsthand experience. And again, a lot of us are talking about where we go and we dream and all of these things. So 
I, I think this is very important in the time travel specifically at yeah. this point, when you were in California, was that, had you, did you do that before? I forgot with the, I know there's when I had done adrenochrome once before mm-hmm. and it was when I was young, like 18, right out of high school. And it was a, it was the, the girl who said that her mom was a witch and I didn't believe none of this stuff about how that, you know, she was a witch. And that was, she's the one that knew the, the, the Masons and the Shriners that did that stuff to me when I was four, she yeah. knew them. You know, like they're all, they're all in the same club, you know, they all know each other. And that's when she had some guy who was a cop actually bring her some one night when I was, when we were just right out of high school and somehow Jessica ended up getting her hands on some, I don't know if it was, stuff that from her mom because i know that they were doing the stuff when she went to college with like rich east coast kids that came they were talking about stuff that was going to happen that made no sense to me at the time but now looking back it's like i guess that's because they were using the the adrenochrome to kind of look into the future it's weird because the second time i did it later the the second time i did it it was like fresh and you got really high, like a really, really intense cocaine buzz almost, like a really intense cocaine buzz. But then there was also the whole uh, going to the future part that came along with it. And it was a lot more realistic the second time. But like I said, I think the first time, the, the only reason she got her hands on it the first time, I think it was like old. Like it's not as, you know, like... It can go bad after a while. It's not as potent. But even the first time I did it, it was weird. It was like we were having a dream. Yeah, I remember you and talked I about how stuff from the future. I remember how you talked about when you're a little boy, like four years old, and it's almost like that that group of uh, Shriners uh, they were going to kill you and maybe Adrenochrome use you. Did, did you get that feel when you look back on it now? Well, I remember when they were, she was trying to put off smothering me. Like they wanted her to just smother me and she kept putting it off. I think she's probably the one that called my grandma. Maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's what I think looking back. And because eventually she did, cause he, that guy came in he could tell that I was still alive. I'm four. I can't hide that. I'm, I can't fake it. And when he threatened to, to kill me, it was when she started crying and actually smothering me. But that's when my grandma showed up. Yeah. Ah, oh, that, that makes more, that makes more sense. I was like, and man, you must have a really intuitive that. grandma. <laughs> Good. Well, well, the, the guy, I remember one of the things that they were yelling about was one of the, it wasn't the guy that molested me, but the other Shriner, he kept yelling. It's a waste of perfectly good blood. Right. And I thought mm-hmm. that was weird. It didn't make sense to me. Like it wasn't scary. Like I'm going to kill him. Like if he was yelling that, that would be scary to a four year old, but it was still kind of, you know, it was still like weird and kind of scary. Like I didn't yeah. know what the hell he meant. I don't know why I can remember certain things yeah. from when I'm four years old, when I can't remember what I had for lunch last week. Sometimes I do. But It, it sounds to me like they, they wanted to um, traumatize you. So instead of just killing you, like she was, she said, let me just kill him instead of traumatizing him. Uh, cause you, you talked well, about, they wanted me to go along with it. They wanted yeah. me to be okay with it. Like they sat me down and they, they we had a the whole meeting that night when they were trying to make me be okay with him molesting me. And I wasn't, I was not okay with it at all. And I've told him no. And they kept promising me all this stuff. Like, you know, you'll have whatever you want. You can do it. Yeah. You, know, you have such a great life. And I was like, no, I'm four. 
I don't care about none of this stuff. This <laughs> MK Ultra, right? Isn't that totally. what we're talking about? I think you're trying to split your personality. And the reason you're able to remember memories when you're four years old or two years old, a lot of these are very traumatic experiences. And a lot of time they're suppressed, right? You have out-of-body experiences, right? And that's your, your brain's way of protecting your body or maybe something more. This is, we're talking about the spiritual end of it. So the first time when you did adrenochrome, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all kind of got sleepy and y'all went to sleep, but then you had a, a the same dream, which I'm assuming you realized when you talked afterwards about <laughs> family guy, but this was what? in 1994 or something it was long before yeah, i'm pretty sure that didn't even exist at the time i mean I, i'm i'm almost positive that that didn't exist that wasn't even an idea back then but we're sitting here watching like episodes of family guy and i'm freaking out because the baby's gay or whatever I'm like why is the baby gay and I, I was like complaining about how the baby was gay and family guy and this is in 1994 wow yeah it came out in 1999 that, came out in 1999 there you yeah, go. So, I mean, maybe she got her hands on a, a VHS tape five years before it came out, but I, I don't know. I doubt it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, these people, they, they would talk about stuff. I mean, around the same time, they're talking about how Bill Belichick's going to be the greatest NFL coach of all time. And I think at that point, he had, like, flopped with the Browns and hadn't really done yet. I'm like, Are you, really? That guy? You know, like they know stuff that's going to happen years before it happens. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's what I'm interested too. especially again. Uh, can we fast forward again? You're, you're kind of tricked into doing this, by the way, or I say tricked. They literally. Well, I'm not even tricked because she had to tell me. I remember right. when she did it, when she got the first, when we were like, when we were teenagers, she told because me and my girlfriend, she got us both to do it with her. She was like, look, I have to tell you guys what this is. This is what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's adrenalized blood and they probably got it from a tortured kid. And I didn't believe her, you know, it's, it's and they know that's the thing is they know that you're not going to fucking believe them. That's why they tell you the truth because they know you're not going to believe them. And I did it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, let's do something. Right. I don't, you know, cause you don't believe them. 18 year old Kevin living large and living the pimping ain't easy. Right. <laughs> I know. So I said, I, I, I mean, I, I could why would you drink blood? Blood can't get you high. That doesn't make sense to 18-year-old me. Why would anyone sit around and drink blood? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Right. You know? So let's let's go fast forward to the the second time when you had the experience uh you know where you got high and once again they had to tell you, correct? Yeah, they told me it was blood. They didn't go in depth like Jessica did the first time, but they had there I was like what's in the bottle and that's when they were like it's blood. I'm like, okay, no, it's not. Again, I didn't believe them because why are you sitting around drinking blood? You know, it doesn't make sense. Why would anyone sit around and just drink? Why, why are you drinking it then? You know, so I don't believe that it's blood. And when I tasted it, you know, it's again, okay, I don't know. I, I think I know what blood tastes like, but it didn't seem like that's what blood would taste like to me. It didn't really taste like anything. Maybe that's what adrenaline is supposed to taste like. I don't know. But when I drank it, it hits you and it's like, it's, it is, I could see it being highly, highly addictive, but mm. then that's when I had the encounter with that thing. And I think I had to drink that shit for that thing to be able to touch me. Yeah. Remember when I said he looked up over his shoulder 
says, we're in a huge room. And he's like, stop him. Cause I'm going to go after the guy that's saying all this shit about my kid. Yeah. And it felt like something came up behind me with two swords and picked me up from behind between my legs. And I remember thinking, why aren't my legs being cut off right now? Like it was weird as hell. And that's the thing that when we went outside, it picked up the car and flew. I mean, what the hell can pick up a, a crown Victoria with three people inside of it? Like it's nothing and jump up in the air and fly away. This is every time when I start talking about this, I mean, all the weird stuff, all the satanic stuff that they did to me when I was four and drinking the adrenochrome and all the other bullshit. I understand it's weird, but once you get to this part of the story, it's like, I don't expect you to believe me. I wouldn't believe this if it hadn't happened to me. Yeah. If this hadn't happened to me, you could tell me the same story. I wouldn't believe you. I don't care if you were my own mom or dad or anybody else. I would just think that they lost their mind. So I don't expect people to believe me when I say this. Well, I really I, I don't. Think, I'm shocked if anyone does. What we have to realize, too, is this is like, you know, let's say 18-year-old tripping Kevin, right? You did a whole bunch of acid, right? We're assuming adrenochrome is a hallucinogenic that does these crazy things. You essentially had a a dragon come in and pick up the guy, car and transform it again. That's a fantastical experience, whether it was drug induced experience or it really happened. I think this happened, Kevin, right? Whether it was in your mind, or I, real life is what I don't think that I imagined it. I don't think that I don't think well, I don't think I was, I, I don't, don't know if I was dreaming yet because they knew you always get tired for some reason when they do this stuff, whether it's the, the drugs or the magic or whatever, and they're like, aren't you tired? And I had to go in and lay down. And then that's when I woke up and I was in the same place, but it was like, however many years later, you know, where everything's covered in dust and all my stuff's going. And I came out and everybody's like, Hey, you're supposed to be dead. What are you doing here? Hmm. And that's when I had the interaction with the, the people that, I mean, they were talking about how Trump had killed everybody and all that. And I still, I mean, I'm constantly looking back, trying to remember, because you got to think at the time I'm doing everything I can to not pay attention to them. Cause I just think that they're messing with me, you know? So I'm just trying to ignore everything they're saying. So now looking back, I'm trying to constantly, you know, see what I can remember from, you know, the stuff that they were telling me. Like, I know that the way they were, but you have to think of the, the source of the information too. These people are like borderline Antifa types who are telling me this. Like these are the people, a, a bunch of them did go up for the George Floyd riots in Seattle when that stuff popped off and stuff. According to, because I was asking like, who's George Floyd? I didn't, I'd never heard of him. And they're talking, telling me about all this stuff. So these people are kind of, they might never look at Trump in, in a good light, even if there's, uh, a broadcast that you know explains everything they're going to think that you know this is a right-wing military takeover and they weren't even talking about biden like he was the president like they he was dead they're like he he killed him too but they were talking about the president like it was some black chick named harris obviously they're talking about kamala harris but i didn't even know who she was back then and they're like yeah you know she was going to legalize cannabis everywhere and I'm like really and that yeah that doesn't even make sense knowing what i do know about her but they're like maybe it's easier to get the people behind her than joe biden when this stuff goes down 
Mm. I, I think honestly that we've been dealing with a whole bunch of different timelines for a long time. So I, I'm not even sure if you're looking at the current timeline that we're in. And I'm going to the thing. Myself... Was I even did I visit a different timeline? Right. And then come back to, to my own? Or, Maybe I mean, did I even come back to the right? right about the family guy? So that was accurate. So, uh, I mean, when, when you look at the way things are moving, the direction they're moving, I mean, you have, you would have had no idea, you know, back in 2013, when you, uh, when you went forward in time and you got all this information. So it's, it's, it's been kind of a catch up game for you. It's like, you probably been looking at some of this stuff and go, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's what that was. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, Go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Exactly. A lot of it, I remember right after it happens. A lot of it, I remember right after it happens, but at that point it already happened. So it doesn't matter if I remembered or not, you know? Right. Well, I think you remember enough to be, I mean, this is extremely, extremely interesting to me. I mean, the whole dream factor that, you know, you think this drug puts you into a dream, but yet that dream took you forward in the same, you know, or one of the optional timelines that we're currently in. I mean, that's, that's an incredible thing to experience, Kevin. And I believe you. So, uh, well, I mean, they weren't dreaming it. It was freaking them out that I was there, you know? And at one point when I started to get tired again is when they could like almost see through me. It's like, then it, I wasn't, I was real, but I wasn't, but before that I'm, it's like flesh and bone. I'm here just like I would be sitting here now. Hmm. And you kind of faded away. Yeah. No, they took me back to the camper. They put me in the camper and I was so tired. I had to lay back down. That's when they started to drill the door shut with screw guns and they drilled everything closed. They doused it in uh, gasoline and set it on fire. And then that's when I went through the wormhole thing, whatever the hell that thing was. And I know that they saw it too, because I heard them, I heard them like yell out. So, and then that's when I went through that thing so fast, I felt like I was being pulled apart and everything just went black and I opened my eyes and I was back in the camper, but it was 2013. I was back where I was supposed to be. Mm. It's almost like you're divinely protected at this point. So it's, it seems, seems really a very interesting story. And you've made a transition from that dark side into, uh, into the light. And I, I've heard you talk about, you know, how basically you, you are very connected with the light right now, uh, God and, uh, you know, all, all the great stuff that's going on right now. So, uh, I think you're a messenger for a lot of this stuff. Now, what, what question I have, cause you were talking about how the, um, the little children in the camp, uh, that you're in, you know, doing the, the marijuana trimming, uh, basically right. they started to disappear over time. And then the one little boy came to you was speaking in Spanish. And when you look back on it, he was trying to like, get you to help him. Uh, yeah, he was trying to get me to save his life. Looking back, he yeah. was trying to get me to save him. I thought that cause those guys, I mean, the, the men that were with them were just, you know, your typical kind of coyote type of guys mm -hmm. you know always want me to grab them a bottle of brandy from town or you know whatever some chorizo or tobacco or whatever no i'm used to him always so i thought that he was looking for his dad and that his dad was like went down to town and got drunk or something i was just going to take him down there so we could try and find his dad but i mean i, I had no clue what was going on at the time and when i called my boss and told him hey i'm going to take this kid he was like oh no 
I've got something else I need you to do. I need you to go. You know, I don't even remember, but he had, he sent me to go do something else. He was like, you know, have the, have the Capitan, whatever the hell that guy's name was, the guy who spoke a little bit of English, have him take him to find his dad. He'll take care of it. And I just, you know, I was believing everything they were selling back then, you know, how, how much do you I think mean, they sucks. make? How much do you think they make for the Drenochrome? I, I, don't, I have no clue, but I guarantee it's a lot more than they were making off of the cannabis. I mean, the wow. stuff they have, I know the, the little bit of experience that I've, I've seen and heard the people that use it, you know, like the first time the witch talked about it, she was like, oh, I would never waste any on a boy child or man child like you or something corny like that. And I'm like, whatever. Okay. Like it's precious to them. And I think that they want the stuff from babies. Like they, obviously they're doing this to kids coming across the border. Some of these kids were pretty young, like as young as six or seven, maybe, but they want babies. And I think that they have uh, foreigners living in encampments up there making babies for this stuff. Yeah. Now we've seen that with John of God, how he basically was doing that down in, um, you know, South America. So this is news. When I saw this, uh, I thought of you instantly. Uh, it says a judge just ordered a major slaughterhouse cleaning company busted for using at least 50 underage workers uh, to stop hiring minors. So the, the minors are like, you know, 13 years old and, and younger, 50 of them. Uh, so it kind of sounds like your your same situation. They bring in minors like this and they they seem to be working and then eventually, oh, like you were talking about, oh, they're going to go home and, and, and visit their family and then they kind of disappear. But it's probably because they're right. being harvested. Right. And the slaughterhouse would be the perfect place for them to clean up the mess, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. That's gross to say that. But from what sure. I've heard, that's, you know, they, they, a lot of missing children end up in slaughterhouses. Well, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that I was interested in talking with you, Kevin, we've done a lot of talking now behind the scenes a little bit. And, um, you know, was your, your plea. I think I, I feel a lot of guilt in your story, a lot of shame in your story. You know what I mean? And, I, I don't know if you're looking for forgiveness and I'm not the one to judge you, but I, I think God loves you, man. And he forgives you. And now, like Michael was talking, you being a messenger and your biggest fear, we didn't even get to the the tragic part of the story, which would be your daughter, right? Your stepdaughter. Um, but I want to remind you that that timeline that you were talking about, right? With Kamala Harris going to legalize marijuana and she's the president and all that. I, I don't see that timeline anymore. So therefore, well, I mean, these people are, there's the thing, these people are up here in the middle of nowhere working for these Satanists that have been doing this adrenochrome stuff, but they don't know it. Like these people just think that they're up there growing cannabis. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Only the people at the top know what's really going on. So the people that are telling me this stuff who, for all I know, I mean, once you get down, you know, into the closest city, like actual city like Reading or Eureka or someplace, maybe the world wasn't that messed up. Maybe they were just trying to keep these people. I mean, there was no cell towers working, obviously. So, so something had went sideways. I mean, right. according to them, shit goes sideways. Like there's going to be, you know, it's not going to be everyone's like, I, hur I hope it hurries up and get happens. But once it goes down, it's going to kind of suck. Yeah, no, I think according so. to them, it's really going to suck according to them. <laughs> I mean, think about what you're saying, right? Damn, Skippy, I, I right. hope it works out that way. So I hope that's part of, of what you're seeing. And hopefully it's not going to be as bad as 
what you were seeing. But I think again, you know, you even talking about this, it's a, it's bracing everyone for impact. Do you want to talk about your daughter a little bit? And I mean, where do you think you were in the timeline? If you can go and again, you're remembering from a long time ago this dream or whatever we're going to call it. It's well, the, that's the thing is I, I wasn't dreaming. I just well, right. You would because when, when they when they now. showed up with the girls, I hadn't drink. I hadn't drank the adrenochrome the second time. So how did they get them there to begin with? You see what I'm right. saying? Before you drank it. No, I, I, right. I don't. These are the things. And I'm, I mean, I'm having the interactions with these two girls who are telling me they know me. And the one girl keeps calling me daddy. And she says, she's my kid. And I'm like, my kid's two years old at home. I don't, you know, I'm trying to, I think they're like on drugs or something, that there's something wrong with them. And the one, I mean, she's like, she came over. She's like, can I hug him, please? She came over. She's like, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. She was hugging me. And I'm like, are they hurting you? And she was like, she was like nodding. And I wanted to help her. I'm like, look, I'm taking her with me. And that's when they, the guy in the army fatigues pulled out a, some kind of a, I don't know if it was a M16 or some kind of AR or whatever. And was like, going to shoot me. Hmm. And what's messed up is if I knew that was my kid at the time, I wouldn't have cared. He would have had to have shoot me, but I didn't, but I should have, it shouldn't have mattered, you know, well, it shouldn't have mattered. That's the thing is Uh, it was my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know now? Well, that's what I'm saying. When you say now, can you give us a timeline? When do you think that time period was? Yeah. Like, do you flash forward? The girl that I was talking to is my, was my daughter like now. So the stuff's probably going to happen this year. But when I was talking to those people, remember when I woke up after, after I had the interaction with these two girls, I had the, the shit happened with the thing that picked me up and we drank the, after I drank the adrenochrome and it took us down and I passed out and I woke up when I woke up and I was talking to those people, that girl, not the one that said she was my daughter, but the one that said she was her half sister was there. And she comes over and she's talking to me and she had been there. All she had was like a blanket wrapped around her. And she was like showing me that she was naked and where they had like branded her and done stuff to her. Mm-hmm. You could tell that she had given birth. Like she, she, she had, she had had a baby. You could tell. And she, I'm like, she's like, what did they do with my baby? I'm like, what do you mean? She was in, I guess that they were like using her to, she said hippie got her pregnant and they took the baby. I know that when I talked to Crystal, she was saying that her and Cause had had a baby and they had taken her baby also. So they're like trying to keep these people up here and continue their way of life, regardless of what happened out in the real world. I don't know. I can, you know, and I never made it that far. Wow. That's, that's a good point because uh, you're, you're saying, and I've said the same thing. It's going to take us many, many years if, Trump comes back or uh, whatever, if the deep state gets taken down, it's going to take us a long time to find all these criminals. And you're, you're even talking about how there were probably a lot of them that will escape. And that's one of the reasons why you wanted to come forward. So more of us have an idea of how big this picture really is. And that, I think that's fantastic. Good job. It's massive. You know, well, I mean, I it's look- easy to find the, 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 the big shots, you know, that these 
politicians and movie stars and people that were, you know, you know, we're talking about the people that they've already rounded up or whatever. But Mm -hmm. what about the politician that you've never heard of? That's just the mayor in some suburb, you know, or, or, you know, some judge that you don't even know who they are or the, the sheriff or that, you you know, the The private people that we're talking again about Freemasons. And, you know, I, I like to be a little more positive or I try to be at least. And I think AI, the bad guys had AI. I think the good guys have AI. I think everything that you've ever done in your life, has been run through Quantico, every person that you've met, every place that you've ever been, every transaction that you had. They know what porn you watch. They know who the good guys are. They know who the bad guys are, right? And again, we're talking different levels, bad guys, evil mother, right? So I I think they know who this person that eats children that you go to church with that lives two doors down. I think they know who that person is. Yeah, And I think that's what we're talking about when we're talking about world shutdown and mass arrests on a global scale i think they get everybody we're coming from all angles at all times yeah and that's kind of how i see that i think mm-hmm. i think they know we have everything right we yeah. not necessarily even trump in the military them guys obviously more than us but we're talking about this guys mm-hmm. this is us this is we the people which is the largest force on the planet and we can't forget how powerful we are yeah, I think that the good guys are going to, because they're all in in that system. Uh, I was in that system. We can we can flip that and find these guys very quickly. Very, it won't be easy. It'll take time, but we will find them. We will hunt them, and we will eliminate them from the earth. But um, Kevin, uh, another thing that I thought was uh, was pretty cool, and I want to share this with you is you're you're talking about how they use adrenochrome to uh, time travel because I think that. At one time, they had this system. It's called uh, the looking glass technology. And I think that was taken away from them some, for some reason. It was probably positive. Uh, I, I believe I have experiences with a looking glass. And when you started to talk about, and I, I, I think I've done time travel too and fought these guys in time wars. Um, so when you're, when you're talking about how they use adrenochrome, that's how they get around not having the looking glass technology, I believe. What do you know? And the CIA is involved in this and all kind of sure And you kind of alluded a little bit of something to that. Do you have any idea about that? I, I mean, the, well, like I said, the, when I did it as when I was young, that girl was going to a, like a, a liberal arts school where a bunch of rich kids would go. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting around doing this stuff. They even, I remember one day when they were doing it, the guy was like, who's Kevin? Who's Kevin? I'm like, I am. What's up? He's like, I'm sorry. It's nothing personal. I don't want any problems, but I'm sorry. You have to leave. And like my girlfriend, I was like, what's this? Everything. Okay. What's going on? She's like, it's fine. He just can't be here. And that's after they'd been sitting around talking about stuff that was going to happen. That, wow. Like the Bill Belichick stuff and that shit. Like they, they, like they know these things are around these people right. and they like you know they, 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 they tell them stuff and i've seen this firsthand i've seen right. you know people interact with them when they're when they're sitting there talking to nothing and it's I'll, weird as hell I'll, I'll remind all my vermont friends that we have a 300 foot masonic penis in the center of my town right next to bennington college the most expensive liberal arts college mm. in the country right so that's what i'm talking about kevin ding 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 we and me and michael we've talked about you know our higher education but then even the the lower school system 
we found these pedophile symbols at the you know the middle school and even the elementary school levels we have child advocacy centers that are run by the state we have you know adoption centers and like this is disney world it's all around us it's right in our face and it's been in our face a long time so when you share these stories this incredible experience i think it lights people up and i hope people watching i think it is man i think other people are going to get these same connections so we're planting seeds a lot of people might not be ready for this and that's yeah. okay yeah, hopefully you'll catch up we'll be rooting for you but i think this is where we are right that's that's a great point kevin and kevin uh you know like like we're saying a lot of us I've been coming out and revealing this stuff. I remember several years ago when I started revealing, I was, you know, came out with my first book over 10 years ago, the, the intuitive warrior. And I got attacked like crazy. And I was like, why? I'm just a, I'm just a dude, you know, that has these abilities, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about these over the years, but they wanted to shut that down. They didn't want people to awaken to that information. I had Amazon shut down my book. I had people come into my book and, and attack me all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, the CIA, I was working with the CIA and I started having problems with the CIA. And then eventually I had to leave. Uh, I think they actually tried to kill me several times. Well, I know they did. Uh, so they, they have ways to like shut you down. But when you start to reveal like we're doing, it opens a door for other people to reveal. I think this year, incredible numbers of people are going to come forward because they see a lot of us like yourself, Kevin, thank you, that are coming out and revealing. Uh, so you see, for, and that's the way it was for me. I was like, if that guy's getting away with it, I'm going to start talking. And then it, it just, it's been snowballing since then. We got Kevin Hoyt here, like unbelievably, you know, revealing great stuff and he's on the run. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm always on the run. I'm always like moving house and houses and all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate you coming out. We had SG and on that was on our show recently. He's just come out. He was on a Scott McKay show. He basically revealed his face because now he feels comfortable Perhaps at some point you will reveal yourself, it does, you know, because uh, and maybe not. It doesn't matter. But you're revealing information that's really going to help people. Thank you. It does. By, by, yeah, standing, by standing up, you know, again, we're exposing them. We're pushing them into hiding. We're costing them big money legal wise. But the most important part is you give other people permission to stand. I used to be crazy, Kevin, too. And then all them conspiracies came true. And now all those people are coming back going, what are we going to do? So have sympathy and empathy for the people that aren't here yet. Like we want them to, man. We love them. We're trying to get as many people as we can. And don't be ashamed if you were wrong. I've been wrong before. Mike, you've been wrong. Kevin, you've been wrong. We've been wrong, right? We're all fooled by the biggest con in human history. So it's okay. Come on over. We're still, we're, this is the side of love. We talked at the beginning. Kevin recognized Michael. That's the love bubble guy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. Come on in, man. This is a big bubble and it's beautiful over here. So stay out of the fear porn. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Love you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.